No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. Okay, terrific. Language and writing were made available. He'll teach you everything. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Hey, I'm John. This is John who helps you write better. And today I want to talk to you about bad habits. We all have bad habits, and I think I can rank my two worst. Now, I'm sure if you talk to people who know me and know me well, they'll tell you I am replete with a ton of bad habits, and certainly these two I'm going to mention would make their list somewhere, but I don't know if other people would say that these are my worst two. Me, on the other hand, I... I absolutely think these are my worst two habits. First and foremost, I have a terrible sweet tooth. Now, this is not so much a writing thing as it is just a crutch, uh, a pursuit of sugar that has dogged me ever really since I got sober, more so than any other time in my life, where candy is comforting. It, It feels good. It tastes good. It's a reward. It's a refuge. It's a a way of occupying my mouth so that um, I can focus on other things. It's a way to get me to keep my thoughts on the inside for a few minutes. It's a pacifier and a pleasure. And given the fact that I am a terrible mouth breather when I sleep, I, I, I run afoul of all different kinds of dental and gum issues. And I, I am... Of course, the, the, the joy of many dentists as they have made thousands of dollars doing God knows what in my face. That's not the writing one I want to talk about, though. That's, that's just me complaining about, you know, I like candy too much and it'll rot your teeth, kids. The writing one I want to talk about is I, I, I make this terrible assumption that the basic stuff, the foundational stuff, The how do I do this and how do I do that and how do I know when this is and how do I know when that is. The basic stuff is boring to everyone and we all know it. We all know the basics and we're we're already starting there. Now, whether we've learned the basics from social media, whether we've osmosed them from the collective greater telepathic unconscious or whether we've all done the reading over the last 20-something years and we've just learned the the simple straightforward stuff i don't know but my terrible writing habit is assuming that the basic stuff is dull and no one wants to hear it and creating content around it would be wasteful that i'd be writing things or creating things or recording things that nobody would benefit from and nobody would listen to um i just checked my my podcast metrics when I was uploading episodes over the weekend and I I noticed that on Sunday zero listens randomly out of the blue I went from you know somewhere in the 30s and 40s for the rest of the week to all of a sudden zero and I guess it was just a quirk I don't know maybe there was something more exciting to listen to or something on television but it really stuck out to me 
And I thought to myself, how do I not get a zero again? How do I, how do I talk about writing in a new way to engage listeners? And I thought, well, I could do the basics. I could, I could talk about, you know, the value of learning grammar and the value of coming to understand your story and the value of outlining. And then I thought, doesn't everybody know that already? Don't we all understand what a gerund is and how a comma works and, and why you have to frame a certain idea in a certain way as opposed to another way because it makes more sense? Isn't that stuff basic? And doesn't that mean somebody wouldn't want to listen to a podcast where 7 to 15 minutes are dedicated to the value of a comma in a long sentence? And I thought about it some more, and I, I'm, I'm just not sure I'm, I'm genuinely not sure. I, I make these things in somewhat of a vacuum. People tell me they like some episodes. People uh, point out when they, they find something really valuable. But by and large, I have no real way of measuring what exactly the best part of the podcast is. Some people just like the intro. Some people just like the fact that it shows up nearly every day. But when it comes to the basics, I'm never quite sure what to say versus what not to say. And on the topic of bad habits, I think a misunderstanding or a, an assumption of mastery over basics is, for a lot of writers, the core of all their bad habits. You look at a writer who lacks that discipline. You look at a writer who can start but don't finish. You can look at a writer who tends to run long at the mouth in terms of description or somebody who over-prioritizes dialogue or somebody who just cannot for the life of them pull together a story because they're too busy telling you details at your face, you'll see poor habits. You'll see a weak handling of the basics. Now, this is going to, of course, prompt a question, what the fuck are the basics? What are these things that everybody's, you know, grappling with? And they're these. Of course, this is by no means a complete list, but it's at least a functional list, a working list. And let's go through them. First and foremost, fundamentals in grammar. Not punctuation, just grammar. Understanding verbs, nouns, adjectives, adverbs. Uh, a basic smattering of some construction set, uh, styles. Radial sentences, short sentences, fragments, clauses, dependent and independent clauses. Things like that where you're able to look at a sentence. Maybe not necessarily diagram it like we all used to do in school. Or if you're a young person diagram it the way your parents used to do it in school but at least being able to point to different words and going this word is this kind of thing i think that's one of the first major basics people should grapple with so that they can identify where narrative load is going to go because if i can point to a verb in a backloaded sentence for instance and I can realize that the verb is doing way too much heavy lifting to convey the idea that I know the verb is the issue as opposed to the structural prepositional phrase that's in and around that verb to help set up the back loading of that sentence. I don't think that's too far outside the, the realm of writing advice. I don't see enough people talking about that level of writing advice um, so if you're wondering what the fuck I just said, a backloaded sentence is where the more important stuff of the sentence is nearer the period, the end of the sentence, than it is the capital letter at the beginning of the sentence. A prepositional phrase relates to an object's position in space. 
and a verb carrying narrative load in a sentence is where the action of the sentence, what the person is doing or what's what thing is going in what way is the most important part, the thing you're supposed to picture in your brain when you read that sentence. I think grappling with those basics and really kind of putting your hands around them and getting a good sense of them is mechanically important. Second thing would be punctuation, understanding what punctuation is and isn't, why periods are our friends, why commas have tremendous adhesive and spatial issues, why we can use a comma instead of a semicolon sometimes, why we have to use a semicolon instead of a comma, why we do or don't need a million M dashes or N dashes, why parentheses in some uh, frames and story structures are are poisonous and will bore a hole through a thing and sink your story. All that kind of stuff, all that unsexy punctuation is critical. And the third thing, a basic grasp on what goes into a story. Character, plot, world building, climax, first act, second act, third act, and three act structure. Things like that, I think, comprise the early suite or the, the ground floor suite of, of writing skills. And my bad habit is just to assume that Everybody knows those things and knows those things, not just in a rudimentary, you can identify it way, but knows how to do them, knows how to make them, knows the difference between a strong opening chapter and a weak opening chapter, and knows the, the core fundaments of things like why a world building chapter generally is a common thing done in a first chapter, but really you'd probably benefit with a better blend of world building and something else that is maybe not plot, depending on how you're going to pace your story. Things like that I take for granted. Now, maybe it's because I work with them all the time. Maybe it's because I spend 12 hours a day, every day, all day, thinking about them, talking about them, explaining them to people, and I've made my living doing that for two decades. I don't know. I have no idea why this is my bad habit. It might be some incredible level of vanity and ego where I just assume, oh, well, I'm, I'm really smart and I've been really smart and I will stay really smart. And like, I just assume everybody's this smart. I don't know. I really don't. I would love to know if you happen to know, maybe if you're listening to this and you have some great insight, please find me on social media or find me uh, somewhere and, and let's have a conversation. If, if I've laid out any of these bad habits, if I've laid out anything and it's got you thinking about your bad habits, maybe you get over ambitious and set too lofty a goal but don't have the follow through to, to do it. Maybe you underestimate yourself constantly. Maybe you overthink everything. Maybe you are afraid of finishing things because you're afraid of those next steps. Maybe you lack confidence to get started. Maybe you uh, love a run-on sentence and can't help yourself. Maybe you're just deeply in love with commas. Maybe um, maybe you're just not sure if what you're doing is good because you're too fixated or too focused on the market and trends and the business as opposed to what you're bringing to art. I don't know. Whatever those reasons might be and whatever those bad habits are, I would challenge you today to take an honest look at trying to write them down, track them. Make note of them. Call yourself out. This isn't a case where you want to you know, beat yourself up and go, oh, I'm a terrible person because blah, 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 whatever my reasons are. But just see if you can find them. 
And if you can't, it's not because you're, you know, completely, oh, everything's fine and everything's, you know, yippee, everything's great. But it's more a matter of if you've never really stopped to look, it can be difficult to spot them. Finding your weaknesses, finding your bad habits is not a, a permission slip to, you know, sort of wallow in your inadequacy. Finding your bad habits is a chance to do something about them. Finding your bad habits is a chance to challenge yourself, push yourself, move yourself forward. Sort of like how you want to, you know, try new things and, 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 and grow your comfort zone by making an effort that's maybe uncomfortable, but over time becomes more so with practice. Isolating your bad habits and then figuring out a plan is one of the biggest things I do in coaching. I talk to somebody, they tell me what they're trying to do, they tell me how it's not going very well or how it's been going okay, but they kind of stumble every certain, you know, they reach a certain point. And then we figure out a plan to challenge that idea, to hold, you know, to kick that limitation in the face and, and move through it or move past it or come up with a coping strategy to get around it. And over time, the, ideally, the writer sees progress, they advance on their goal, and we move forward to another bad habit or to a, a goal we never thought to be, you know, good enough, they, they'd ever be good enough to do. Whatever that's the case, I don't know. Every person is different. Every strategy is different. Every plan is different. But it's going to all at some point wend its way through these ideas of bad habits. So my challenge to you today, what are your bad habits? Can you write them down? There's no like right number. It's not like, ah, I only have two and that's fine. No, if you have two, that's great. Good for you. If you have five, that's fantastic. Delightful. It's not about a magic number. It's about can you see them? Can you put your finger on them? Can you put words to them? And then ask yourself the follow-up. What am I going to do about them? How am I going to make these less of a stumbling point, less of a, an albatross, less of a chain holding me back. And that's something to think about. So I'll talk to you tomorrow.